Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You have reached episode number 308, entitled Up Your WooCommerce Game with Barn 2 Plugins. It was published on Thursday the 15th of December 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley and in a few short minutes we will be joined by our guest today who is Katie Keith from Barn 2 Plugins. But just before that, a few bits of housekeeping. The first thing I guess I need to say is we are going to be having a couple of weeks off for Christmas. So this is going to be the last episode for two weeks. There'll be a two-week hiatus, which means that we'll be back on the 5th of January for this particular podcast. Things like This Week in WordPress will be carrying on into next week. We'll do one more episode. It'll be a Christmas episode. You can find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. That's going to be happening on Monday. We're going to be hopefully getting a bit ridiculous with baubles and things like that. We'll have to see. But yeah, a couple of weeks off for Christmas. I hope that's all right with you. Another thing to mention is that the WP Awards just finished and I would like to thank all 177 of you who voted for WP Builds as your favourite podcast player. Um, If memory serves, I think we are the, the, the winner of the podcast category. Um, and so I'm yeah, incredibly humbled and grateful, and I know that David feels the same way too, so thank you for anybody that voted for us. It's really very much appreciated. Thanks for that. Right, the other thing to mention is that we still have our Black Friday page going, wpbuilds.com forward slash black. There's also our regular deals page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Don't forget to check those out if you're looking to who knows, buy a Christmas present of some hosting or some theme or plugin. Who knows what people get up to? You could always look at those pages over the Christmas period. If you're into Mastodon and you're trying to move away from Twitter, do remember that we've got an instance of Mastodon over at wpbuilds.social. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. That's go.me forward slash WPBuilds and we very, very sincerely thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP Builds podcast. Right, what's on the podcast today? I shall keep it brief. Today we have Katie Keith from Barn2 Plugins. Barn2 Plugins are a company which create a suite of plugins primarily for WooCommerce, but they do have a few that are not related to WooCommerce. And she's on the podcast today to talk about what those plugins do. First of all, we get into why on earth it's called Barn2 Plugins. It's quite a curious name, isn't it? Then we get into their journey into the WooCommerce space and how that's enabled them to grow into the small but mighty team that they are at the minute. And then we also talk about the specific plugins, what each one of them does and so on. We get into the idea of bloat and whether or not a WooCommerce store filled up with third-party plugins may slow down and what it is that they've done to make sure that that's as minimal as possible. And lastly, we get into acquisitions, talking about 
how WordPress companies in the most recent of times have been buying one another up left, right and center. And it feels like WooCommerce plugins are really ripe for that and whether or not Barn2 plugins are intending to be bought in the near future. It's a lovely episode and I hope that you enjoy it. I am joined on the podcast today by Katie Keith. Hello, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. You are most welcome. Katie and I, I think, uh, met for the very first time on a recent trip to San Diego. Both you and I were at WordCamp US 2022. How did that go for you? Yeah, it was amazing. Met so many great people. San Diego was a beautiful city and it was the furthest away WordCamp I've been to, but definitely worth doing. Yeah, it was a really amazing experience. We're not here, though, to talk about WordCamp, although we are here very much to talk about WordPress. I suspect that most of this podcast will be uh, focused on WooCommerce in particular. And Katie is here representing, well, I presume, well, let's get into your founder's story in a minute. But before we do that, um, she's going to be here talking about Barn 2, that is B-A-R-N and the number 2.com. And they have a suite of plugins. So perhaps you want to press pause on this podcast, go to barn2.com. Remember the numeral 2, have a look around, poke around, then come back to the podcast and you'll be much better placed to understand what we're going to talk about. Firstly, Katie, it's an unusual name, isn't it? Barn 2. What, what's going on there? Well, when my husband Andy and I started the company, we literally lived in a converted barn in Dartmoor National Park, England, and it was barn number two. So it was where we lived like three houses ago. Okay. And then the name stuck and we built up our domain and our reputation a bit and things, and it never seemed right to change it. Yeah, that's interesting. Once you've got yourself established, definitely the uh, mm. the ship has sailed. How did you, and you, you mentioned your husband, how did you both come into business in the WordPress space? What was it that drew you in? Are you both developers? Is one of you a developer? How, how, come, how come WordPress, basically? Andy's a software developer uh, by background, and I, my background's more project management and marketing. And for years, we had normal jobs and we wanted to work for ourselves and we talked endlessly about it. We never had an, a killer idea. We watched programs like Dragon's Den slash Shark Tank, depending on where you are and what it's called, and thought, how do we get this idea? And we never had one. And then eventually we just thought, okay, let's just do it and just set up a web design shop. Um, and Andy quit his job first while I kept my job and just did the marketing and stuff on the side. And uh, he found WordPress very quickly just as a way to build the client's websites more efficiently. And obviously being a CMS, it meant that the clients could update their own sites. So uh, we started using WordPress immediately for all our projects. And then eventually we started, as we got better at it, specializing in it. And um, this is back in like 2010. Um, and we became uh, quite well known in the UK as sort of WordPress specialists because there weren't that many people in those days specializing in WordPress and it kind of all went from there. That's quite a long time ago actually isn't it when you think about it you were lucky enough to hit a wave before I would say WordPress became a tidal wave you know it was big but mm. not that big you were at that point that was quite a gamble I suppose because WordPress could easily have gone the way of Drupal or Joomla perhaps not maybe that's just sort of egging it a bit but you get the point so that was quite a courageous mm. decision at that point who knew that WordPress would be 42% of the web 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you've kind of bound your, you've sort of tied yourself to the the WooCommerce space. Not entirely. Those of you that have taken my advice and gone over to barn2.com will have noticed that a significant proportion of the plugins that you produce are for WooCommerce, but there's other bits and pieces, which we'll get onto in due course. How come then WooCommerce? What was it that drew you into the the WooCommerce space? Did you did you detect that WooCommerce was lacking in a certain area? Was there just some sort of thing that you needed? You scratching your own itch? How did you begin down the the WooCommerce journey? We kind of identified it as a growth area, really, partly because it was so big, partly because we were aware that there were gaps in the market that we could fill with plugins, and also partly because. Um, we'd read some kind of business theory stuff about um, people are more likely to be willing to pay for a premium plugin if it makes if it increases their sales if it makes them money and so with WooCommerce that's what it does of course compared to a WordPress plugin that does I don't know backups or something that doesn't directly make them money. Yeah so there's a whole ecosystem of I mean WordPress itself is an ecosystem and then a subset of that ecosystem is WooCommerce and clearly there's a lot of companies in the WooCommerce space who bring something to the table you know they bring additional functionality and so on and so forth what is it what is it that you initially found that was wrong with it was it that it was slow was it that you know it didn't have uh, customization options what was the what was the sort of first foray that you had the very first one was adding a missing feature which was password protected categories so in WooCommerce, you can divide your products into categories, just like WordPress posts, exactly the same as that. And there was no password protected category option, which would allow you to restrict access to certain user roles, users or people with the password. And we found that that was a gap in the market in WooCommerce at the time. We realized it actually was not a very difficult thing to develop. So we thought, well, that's a perfect first plugin to dip our toe in the water, see if we can actually sell a plugin and be the only one at the market. There's now various plugins that do that, but ours was the first. So we started off by looking for little gaps like that and filling them. So essentially you began sort of scratching an itch that you you discovered yourself, discovered that there was a success to be had down this road and then presumably went looking for for other problems and developing plugins for, for those. And currently, well, you might be well in the in the process of developing a load more, it looks like you've got about 14 uh, WooCommerce mm -hmm. plugins on the website. You've got three regular WordPress plugins and, and something for EDD, Easy Digital Downloads as well. So mm -hmm. kind of what came next? Are you led by are you led by your customers or are you led by your own example? Are there things that you've decided to do just because it suited you? How does the how has the process gone over time? Our second plugin was led by the customer. Um, that was a customer, a client had basically paid us to develop a plugin that would list blog posts in a searchable table on their website. Okay. So they had hundreds and hundreds of blog posts. Um, so this is nothing to do with WooCommerce and they needed a more searchable way because as you will well know, with WordPress blogs, you usually have the most recent one at the top. You may have some like links in the sidebar for category or something like that, but really, 
it's not that easy to interrogate the blog and find articles by topic or particularly older articles. They kind of drop off the bottom and are never seen again. Right. Yeah. Uh, in many ways. Yeah. So by listing them in a table, you can have like filters above the table. You can have sortable columns for like title, category, tag, whatever. And so it's a kind of way to help keep your content evergreen and help to organize a large blog so that the customer can find articles on things other than just date. So a car, anyway, a customer paid us to do that. We launched it as a free plugin, which is still available now on wordpress.org, which is post table with search and sort. And then very quickly, feature requests started coming in on the free plugin. So we had two big groups of feature requests. One was tons of people asking to list custom post types in the table. That might be documents or members or events or any other custom post type. They wanted a searchable table of it. And the other big group was WooCommerce products. So people wanted a, a table of products. So we built both of those plugins, uh, Post Table Pro and WooCommerce product table. And they've both been our biggest sellers since they were launched in like late 2016. And we've kept building them and improving them and modernizing them and uh, adding more features and things. And um, it's been huge. And it's really interesting because they're just tables like visually, but they ha are used for radically different purposes. Nice. So with the WooCommerce product table, it's basically an, an, a quick or one page order form. So it supports things like variations and quantity boxes. So people can like tick multiple products, select the quantity, select a variation option, and then click add all to cart. And it's like a really quick way of buying um, so for certain products like wholesale or um, stationery or something, it's a really quick way to buy without having to visit a separate page for every product. And then with the Post Table Pro plugin, there are different reasons for using the table. It's more about finding information quickly. How, how lucky, I don't mean to sound glib about it, but you've said that the first two that you developed ended up being the, the, the more successful um, you can imagine the exact opposite happening. You know, you develop a couple of mm. plugins and basically nobody notices them and you sort of fade into oblivion and your grand ambitions of having this um, WordPress plugin business sort of fall, fall around your ears. So that's that's remarkable. The first two things that you did are the sort of bedrock of the business. That's fabulous. Mm, it's been incredible, particularly with the table thing. Because like our best-selling plugin now is one I haven't even mentioned yet, which is a document library plugin called Document Library Pro. And so that is a sort of evolution of Post Table Pro because after a few years of selling Post Table Pro to list any post type, we realized that the most common use case was listing documents. Uh, but there were some features missing. For example, people wanted download buttons and document previews and things like that. Uh, they wanted to click on multiple documents and download them as a zip file or individually. And so we then maybe 18 months ago launched a dedicated document library plugin with that extra functionality. And that is now our biggest plugin. But it all stemmed from that one client project years ago where they wanted to list their blog posts in a table. So it's been amazing how the, the whole table thing has grown into all these multiple products based on that one starting point. Yeah, that is that is really fascinating. So let's let's just go go back and we'll just concentrate on the WooCommerce side of things. You um you in the sort of shared show notes that we put together before this podcast, you mentioned that you 
you right at the beginning you obviously saw that there was a need in WooCommerce you know there was missing features I guess that's one of the the benefits of having WooCommerce is that you know it's not trying to be everything to everybody it's allowing developers like you to have a basic cart which is for free but it's limited in features and functionality that then allows people like you to step in develop features over the top of that and speed things up or customize the workflow and so on but you described the the WooCommerce um, the process of buying things in a default WooCommerce store as being slow and a bit under optimized what did you what did you mean by that what was your initial thoughts when you sort of stared at WooCommerce what were you trying to do yeah that's kind of what we're specializing in now is speeding up the customer journey in WooCommerce so when you install WooCommerce as it comes uh, there's a few ways that it takes quite a long time to find products and buy them so the first problem is finding them in the first place because the built-in filtering options for example and search are quite basic um, and not very visual. So there's, there are a couple of filters in the free WooCommerce plugin, but they're not that useful for really drilling down by the product data to find what you want, which is a problem in larger stores that have maybe hundreds or thousands of products. Mm. Um, so you want a really sort of user-friendly visual way of clicking on things and then drilling down the list. Um, the second problem is that once you find the product, you have to generally click through to a separate page for each product you're interested in. So there might be add to cart buttons on the shop page, but you can't use those to learn more about the product or select a quantity or choose a variation option. To do any of those things, you have to click through to a separate page for the product. And then you have to go back and do so again for every product that you're interested in. So people are likely to get lost or bored or whatever. It's just quite a sort of slow process if you're buying multiple products. And of course, all stores want their customers to buy multiple products. That's yeah. all about increasing the average order value. And you need to actively encourage that rather than think, oh, I've added one product, now I'll complete my order. So that's problem number two. Uh, problem number three is the checkout process. So after you added a product or more to the cart, you have to go through to a cart page to review your order. And then you click through to a separate checkout page to add your information and complete the order. And so we've developed plugins that fix every part of that, basically that process. So problem number one with not being able to find the products, we've recently just like uh, two months ago, launched a really advanced filter plugin, which provides much more visual user-friendly options for selecting any type of product data and narrowing down the list. Uh, we've also got products to fix problem number two, which was having to visit a separate page for each product. So we, there's a couple of those, but one is our WooCommerce Quick View Pro plugin, which adds Quick View buttons to your store so that you can open up a light box with extra product information and quantity boxes and all that stuff. So you can do that in the light box, add to the cart. The light box then closes, so you're still on that shop page, ready to do the same for more products. So that makes you more likely to buy multiple products, of course. Um, and similarly, either instead of or as well as Quick View, you can use our product table plugin that we've already talked about to create a quick one page order form. So people can literally tick, tick, tick checkboxes for multiple products and add them to the cart uh, in a single click. So those are two much quicker ways to select products and add them to the cart. 
And then finally, we've got our WooCommerce Fast Cart plugin, which is, I think, about a year old now, which um, speeds up the cart and the checkout part of the process by bringing all of that into like an on-page pop-up cart. So when you add a product to the cart, then either a floating cart icon or a whole pop-up cart appears on your page. And you can then review your order and pay and complete it and add your details and do the full checkout within this pop-up. So you're not taken through multiple pages. You just stay on the same page for the whole buying process. So all those things together combine to really speed up the customer journey. I suppose if we rewound the clock, oh goodness, let's go like 15 years, a really long time ago. The the process of buying anything online was was by modern standards, by the standards of today, pretty tortuous. You know, all of those things that you've just described as being problems were completely ordinary. You would put mm. up with the fact that you had to go to a, a separate screen and it, never was there a cart which popped up as some sort of, you know, light box to inform you that you've got three things in the cart. Would you lo- like to go to the cart now? You know, you had to refresh, pay, pe- refresh pages, do everything manually. You're probably connecting it to things like PayPal because, you know, using using credit cards over the internet was still a bit of a problem. And then, of course, the industry adapts and it um, evolves and it modifies itself. And slowly but surely, all of these little bits and pieces are added on, all of the bits and pieces that you've described and make the basically make the journey... Um, make the journey easier, simpler, quicker, but also there's kind of like expected tropes now. You know, you do expect there to be a cart icon floating at the top right somewhere on a desktop screen. You do expect to be able to add things to the cart and view more information about them, but but WooCommerce doesn't really have them out of the box. Um, but I wonder, like you were saying, do you do you fully do you believe that that is now the basic expectation, the sort of plugins that you're doing? Um, that's kind of the expectation now. And if you're not providing those things for the customers, you're sort of pushing traffic away and the opportunity for, for people to convert and push things through carts to finally buying things. If you're not doing these things, you're sort of getting left behind. Yeah, it's not so much that the customer consciously misses the features, it's that they are in a hurry. Uh, everyone's attention span has been destroyed by modern technology. Yeah, and yeah. it's uh, very well known through like uh, research into people, um, user testing and things, how much more likely they are to bounce from a website or abandon their cart if it's slow and if it's not obvious what to do next. And so it's about speeding up that journey because customers no, they expect speed. They expect to be able to do things dead quickly or they get fed up and go elsewhere. Yeah, I have this kind of muscle memory and it doesn't really matter what website I'm on. If I go to a website where I'm buying something, there's this sort of typical process that I expect to see. And it's, you know, list of products, typically in some kind of table, as you've described. I want to be able to quickly review information about what it is. You know, maybe that's tabs of, okay, here's some reviews about it. Here's some more information about it. Here's some images that you can roll over and, you know, possibly something that you can uh, interact with a video or something like that. And then I want to be able to click add to cart and then instantly click the buy now button you know visit the cart and be done in five or six seconds with my browser filling in a lot of the information and anything outside of that kind of feels alien and a bit janky and a bit kind of oh this is a bit cottage industry I'm not sure I trust this website I don't know what you think about that yeah that's true it's interesting because WooCommerce is so huge. It's used on more than 40% of all e-commerce sites, as you mentioned earlier. 
So even though these are separate websites with totally different themes and brandings, people do get a certain, they do get used to a layout, don't they? Yeah. Um, and so they, they do have that muscle memory and experience they find it strange when something's different yeah um, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. I, I really think that's and then true. a lot of the big players that aren't woocommerce like um for example we often analyze um, major uk clothing stores because that's kind of what we're familiar with and um think what are they doing that isn't available in woocommerce yet yes. so when we did our developed our filter plugin for example we didn't really look at other wordpress uh, filter plugins because often within wordpress you get sort of stuck in a rut and we looked outside of wordpress into what the biggest players are doing in e-commerce and thinking how would that work within WooCommerce and sort of trying to bring things from outside that people are used to from other types of websites as well. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I mean, we have a lot of very successful websites in the UK and some of them have obviously got fairly deep pockets and, you know, mm. it just so happens that I've got a friend who's a developer, at a, a very, very large clothing website within the UK. And they've got m dozens of people on their team who are just constantly iterating on features, you know, A-B testing things and trying things out and just trying to get the slimmest change, you know, like a little half percent optic or a two percent optic or whatever it might be and just trying all these things out. So that's interesting that you're scouting around, not trying to copy what all of the other WordPress plugins are doing, but kind of seeing what's out there in the marketplace and working for some of the major brands. Your your approach though is kind of like a la carte. So unless I'm wrong, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe there is like an overarching barn two plugin that you can buy that brings everything along for the ride. Maybe that is something that you can do. But it appears to me that it's more of a a la carte, you know, find something that you think on your website is missing, go and buy the individual plugin. So is that it? Is it basically, you know, you buy one or two or three at a time? How does it how do you sort of market yourself? Yeah, generally people do that and often they once they've got one plugin, they realise they like us, the quality, the support, that kind of thing. So they'll come back with more. Uh, we also offer an all access pass that people can upgrade to at any time, uh, which comes with all the plugins, but they're all individual plugins. So you install the ones that are relevant to your store, which makes sense for us because while we are mostly a WooCommerce company, we're not just that. As you mentioned, we have something like four non-WooCommerce plugins um, just for historical reasons as much as anything. And so it makes sense to allow people to choose what's relevant to them and we wouldn't want to bloat their store with something that isn't, for example. Okay, so I'm looking at the list of plugins at the moment and I'm going to stay on the, the WooCommerce side of things if, if that's all right. So we've got the following. Um, after I've read out the list, what I'm hoping you'll do is tell us about your favorite ones that you haven't mentioned already. So we've got one called Bulk Variations. We've got Fastcart, Lead Time, Multiple Email Recipients, Private Store, that's curious, uh, Product Filters, Product Options, Product Sample, Product table, that's possibly the one that you highlighted earlier. Uh, protect categories again, sounds like you mentioned that one. Quantity manager, quick view pro, restaurant ordering, and wholesale pro. My guess is if we let you go soup to nuts on each of those, we'd probably be here for several more hours. So pick pick a couple <laughs> that you really, really like that you think maybe a little bit underdiscovered and sort of a, a gem buried in the weeds that you want to tell us about. Well, the main one to mention would be WooCommerce product options because that is new. I think it was released uh, two weeks ago, maybe a little bit less. Oh, nice. So that's a f major plugin we've been working on for months that's just come out. And um, it's 
basically so with woocommerce products you have variations where you can select for example you on a clothing product you might select the size from a drop down and you might select the color from a drop down and that's variations that's all built into woocommerce so product options um is a lot more flexible than that because you can add things like checkboxes to a plugin so for example let's say you're selling a pizza you don't want drop downs to add extra cheese and extra pepperoni or whatever you want checkboxes so you can tick as many as you want and maybe increase the price for each extra topping that you tick nice. so variations are no use and that's when you need product options you can also add things like clickable images so let's say that you've selected a gift wrap option on a product uh, which might be a checkbox and then that reveals more options like you might click on pictures of gift cards to add a gift card with it and with the design you like there might be a text field where you can write a happy birthday message or something so it's got all these different types of options which are a lot more flexible than variations and let you sell more personalized products even things like engraving or personalized birthday cakes where you upload a picture of your child to be printed on the cake nice. the text and select the icing color from little squares of color so you can choose the shade you like and so it's very different to variations yes. so that's quite a new, yes. new exciting product sky's the limit that one's called woocommerce product options it's in the main menu if you go to the um you go to barn2.com you'll see a plugins drop down and it's right in there so that's one give us another one um, one worth mentioning is WooCommerce Wholesale Pro because that's one of our biggest plugins, probably number three or something. Um, because a lot of people use WooCommerce to sell uh, to not to the public. So they might have a public store, but they might also have a private wholesale area which has different pricing. It might have the same products or different products, but the key is that when a wholesale user logs in, they get special uh, trade pricing at discounted prices and um, they might have you might need a registration form so they can sign up and that kind of thing so there are special needs for woocommerce wholesale users that aren't met by woocommerce because it's public woocommerce um so the wholesale plugin is really popular because that meets a big need within woocommerce yeah okay i'm enjoying this one more one more <laughs> Um, well, a natural thing to follow on from that is two more, I'm afraid. Oh, it's okay. it's okay. WooCommerce Protected Categories and WooCommerce Private Store. And they both add different types of privacy options to WooCommerce. So the wholesale stores for that use case, whereas protected categories might be for even like a photographer who is uploading photos after a photo shoot. They might create a category uh, for that client of their photos and then they log into their hidden category and buy their photos so that the public can't see them for example it might be like a sportswear uh, club that sells branded gear with the logo on of a rugby team or something and each rugby team might have a different category with the products with their logo on so there's lots of reasons why different people would want to uh, sort of a hidden area within WooCommerce so that's the categories plugin um, so it doesn't have to just be for wholesale and the private store plugin is sort of like very similar but it makes your entire store private so let's say that's the kind of exclusive members only store ah, okay a, a, I was wondering yeah, what or maybe was, a yeah. school shop like if a school is selling school uniform on their website Got it. they don't want the public to be able to order that they might just want a password protect that part of the website so that people enter a password or log in or whatever and then they've got this hidden store. 
So you can still access the homepage and the other sections, the blog, whatever, but not the WooCommerce area. So we've kind of got three WooCommerce plugins that restrict access in different ways. And it's surprising. It's sort of ironic in a way how many people have an online store. They want the sales, but not from just anybody. They want to control who has access to the online store. Yeah, that's fascinating. So it sounds like what with your 14 uh, current WordPress, well, particularly WooCommerce plugins, 14 WooCommerce, I should make that clear, plus four others, um, you're taking little chunks out of things that you believe Word, WordPress and WooCommerce need, bits of bits of... I don't know, functionality that are missing. Um, you've gone from one now to 14. That kind of makes me feel that there's maybe going to be a 15th or a 16th uh, coming along, along the road. Is is this something that you're committed to? Do you want to keep swelling that inventory so that there's more and more things added each time? Uh, yeah, well, there's still so many opportunities and it makes, well, we should continue doing what works and it's working. So it makes sense to keep going. Yep. And um, we want things that sort of fit with our current product. So, for example, we're in the early days of starting work on a checkout editor plugin because we've got our Fastcart plugin, which displays the checkout within the pop up that we mentioned earlier. But it doesn't actually let you edit the fields. So you might want to remove checkout fields like the phone number, for example, simplify the address fields. It doesn't do that at the moment. And also you might want to add extra fields um, to the checkout. Like, a, for example, for a restaurant, you might want to leave a add a tip option or something like that. So there's lots of reasons why you might want to do that. And that would integrate with our fast cart plugin. So that's um, likely to be the next one. But there's so many opportunities. And just by being out there, we you know have access to people's ideas and requests and things like that. Yeah. So the, the business is growing. It sounds like, you know, you're certainly making a decent living out of it. And if you go to the about page, so it's barn2.com forward slash about, you'll be able to see that there's a whole host of uh, staff that you've got. You, you mentioned Andy and yourself. Uh, you're right at the top of that list there, but you've got a whole load of other people underneath plugin developers and support people and so on. Uh, so that leads me to this section, which is all about support, really, because it feels to me that if you're building a WooCommerce site, that there is there is a seriousness about that. You know, you're handling people's data. You, you're obviously getting yourself involved with shipping products potentially, or certainly, you know, you, you're just into a whole different area than having a normal website. That requires trust. If you're going to be buying products from people such as yourself, you've got to be able to trust that A, it's going to work, B, that the support is going to be there should things not work out as expected, or you're just confused. What is the deal with support? with you uh, do you have like a 24 7 365 approach or is it limited to i don't know have you got a chat bot or have you got email that you do how does it all work um we've got six full-time support people now wow. uh, it's always expanding i think it's about three of them have joined this year so it's all been growing quite fast with the support uh, there's not 24 7 i don't know of any plugin companies that are to be honest um but it's like every day and um, there's sort of limited support across weekends as well so you can still get a answer to something over the weekend so it's email based generally speaking it is generally, but we do have live chat on the website as well. And we have, we've recently um, hired a tier three support person who's actually a developer. So uh, as well as having the kind of people who are WordPress and WooCommerce experts that can advise you as well as obviously 
being experts in our plugins, we have somebody with development experience. It can help with things like CSS fixes with your theme and um, even temporary patches while the plugins lead developer is providing a more permanent fix if you report a bug and things. So that's helping to improve the communication between support and development and also um, provide more technical support to our customers, which we haven't had before. Okay, oh, that's interesting to know. So a couple of hot button topics that have come over in the last two or three years is Core Web Vitals has been one of them. Everybody's incredibly um, worried about the performance of their website. And, you know, the number of plugins that you throw on often has a direct relationship uh, to how performant your website is. So there's the first one. The second one is accessibility and people concerned about making sure that their websites are as accessible as possible. And, you know, if, if there are people out there who can't browse a store because they simply can't navigate it, you are in a sense, well, you're not only um, not serving that community that deserves to be served, but you're also leaving money on the table. So let's deal with the first one. Have you got anything to say about the, the sort of core web vitals? And what I mean by there is bloat, uh, speed, slowing down the website. Do you have any, do you have anything to say about that? Have you, you know, gone to great lengths to make sure that things are as quick and lean as possible? Yeah, definitely, because that's so important, particularly with WooCommerce, but just across the board because of the impact on SEO. A lot of that is simply following best practices and things like that and using the latest techniques. Uh, we're particularly careful of that. Some of our plugins, by definition, are for very uh, stores with a lot of products. So, for example, our WooCommerce product table is aimed at stores with loads of products because of the table order form layout. And similarly, our filter plugin, you only need filters when you have quite a few products. Yep. Um, but particularly the table, because normally WooCommerce will only list about nine products per page, for example. Right. But a product table might list dozens and dozens. And that is going to take longer to load than nine products. And also we're pulling extra data into the that main yeah, page, such yeah. as variation drop downs and extra uh, pr this product description, for example, which wouldn't normally appear on the main shop page. So we have to be very careful in how the plugin is coded and also in how we support our customers. Um, so we might, um, if they report problems, we might we've got a lot of advice that we give people about how to reduce what's loading on each page. Um, like you can change the number of products in the table. There's a lazy, lazy load option as well, so that it's only loading the products it needs to at any one time. Mm. So we've kind of identified that as a potential issue because it's bringing more products onto that shop page um, for a genuine business reason, but there are implications. And with the filter plugin, similarly, as part of the initial development of it, we built an indexing function. So it's not looking at all of your thousands of products whenever you're performing a filter. It's already indexed them, kind of like Google, I suppose, so that it can find the results instantly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, things are just much more performant on the on the front and back end. Yeah, that's good. OK, so let's deal with the acquisition. Uh, sorry, the acquisition. I don't know where that came from. Let's deal with the access. <laughs> with every other yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, let's deal with the accessibility piece. Um, anything to say about that? Again, it's a lot of it's about following best practices, but we do do accessibility testing and um, things like that as well to um, make sure that it is accessible from you know screen readers and even things like design and button sizes and things. It it kind of covers everything really. Um, okay, so I probably 
accidentally said the word acquisition, but it planted a seed in my head. Seems <laughs> like the the WooCommerce space has been ripe for acquisition uh, in the in the, the the recent past. And uh, just wondering what your thoughts are on that. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just <laughs> just dropping it in there and seeing what you seeing how you reply to that question. It's been really interesting to watch the kind of um, flurry of acquisitions because I love owning my company and being independent and not having a boss. And if I sold, I, I don't particularly want a payout and to move on. I, I like what I do. And mm. so it's been really interesting and a bit kind of confusing. WordPress, uh, WordCamp US was quite confusing for me because there was a lot of acquired people there and I was spending a lot of time with people from multiple companies who have been acquired and they like they've got managers and things now and I'm like hang on I, I like not having a manager I'm the boss why, why have you <laughs> so um it was really interesting because I don't kind of have that temptation um certainly at this point in my life so it's interesting to me to see but it was also interesting to talk about people's reason for being acquired. And everybody has a different reason. Indeed. Like some people, they might want to buy something specific in their lives, like a new home or something. Some people might have had such rapid growth that they can't cope with it. Some people might um, have such a big staff bill that they're scared if anything ever happened, they couldn't support people and they want that backing of a bigger player so it was really interesting to chat with different people about why they went down that route and um, none of the reasons they came up with resonated with me but it helped me to understand people's motivations yeah it is interesting which isn't just money yeah it is interesting like you said there, there are all sorts of reasons hidden in the background but from a from the purchaser's point of view so one of the customers of your products I think it's really important to have some sort of clarity on that, you know, because it can be a bit of a, a jolting shock when the products that you've invested in and you've built your, well, in this case, let's say WooCommerce store, you suddenly find out that they have been acquired by, I don't know, X company over there. And you don't really know anything about X company over there, but you realize that all of the trust that you put in, well, in whatever plugin it may be, has now been sort of shifted over here. And it can be a little bit unsettling. I mean, you always get the usual email which comes through saying that nothing will change. Everything's going to be the same. We're staying on and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know how that email reads. But it doesn't it doesn't always sit well. And so that's interesting that you've said that, that you, you that's not necessarily your intention. I won't hold you to that, by the way, just in case <laughs> in case that intention changes. I think I said for the t for, for this the time moment yes, or something. Yeah, that, that yeah, I can't say what will happen in fifteen years or no, something. No, but, but it does seem yeah. like WooCommerce is kind of ripe for that. You know, it, it's growing at an incredible rate. Like you said, Woo WooCommerce is forty percent of the, the e commerce space, which is which is just absolutely absolutely insane when you think about it so I, I really do think that you've you've um you've basically you've strapped yourself onto the right horse it feels like if you'd have gone in any any other direction you know with Joomla or whatever it was going to be life would have been a little bit more difficult and then finding yourself in the WooCommerce space boy I mean you just played every card right well done <laughs> I remember when we first started, my dad sent Andy and I an article about security and he was like, I don't know what you're doing with this WordPress thing. The, the money is in the website, is in internet security. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure there's money there, but I think we did okay. Yeah, that's really great. Um, we're, we're sort of fast running out of time, so I'm just going to ask if that's all right with you. If there's anywhere you would like people to be directed, so a particular page on the website where they can find out about something, or maybe uh, an email address or a Twitter handle, whatever it is that you want to push, feel free to do that now. Um, I'd say the key place is the website at barn2.com um, where you can learn more about us on the about page and you can look at the different plugins and things like that. And at the bottom of that, you've got all our social networks and YouTube channel and all the other places that you can see us. Well, Katie Keith, thank you very much for chatting to us today. So if you're in the in the WooCommerce space or indeed the WordPress space, go and check out Barn2, the numeral 2.com and uh, yeah, get in touch, chat with Katie and uh, see what they've got to say. Thanks very much. Yep, thank you for having me. Well, very nice to chat to Katie Keith today, all about the things that they're doing over at Barn2 Plugins. If you've got any commentary around that, if you want to leave us a comment, feel free to do that. The best way to do that is to go to wpbuilds.com, search for episode number 308 and leave us a comment there. Alternatively, there's our Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. You could search for the thread in there and leave us a comment as well. As I said at the top of the show, we're having a couple of weeks off for Christmas, so the podcast will return on the 5th of January. I hope that you have a nice Christmas. Don't forget, though, if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, our This Week in WordPress show, the last one of the year, will be this coming Monday, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. You can join me and a variety of WordPress guests. Hopefully we'll get some Christmas decorations and make it a bit silly, but that'll be Monday going out as a podcast episode on Tuesday. So I hope that's all clear. This <laughs> the Thursday podcast, the one that you're listening to now, this is the last episode of that before Christmas, back on the 5th of Jan, but we'll be having one on Monday. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with The Hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by going to go.me forward slash WP builds. And we do thank GoDaddy Pro for their continuing support of the WP builds podcast. Okay, that's it. That's all we got for you for the podcast for this year. I tried to find the least Christmassy music I could possibly manage, and it's sort of approaching metal. So I'm going to say, have a nice time. If you're enjoying the holidays, I hope that you do enjoy those. Take care. Here comes some cheesy music. Stay safe. Bye-bye for now.